1: Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. I'm Louis Shackshaft, football writer, blogger, and podcast host for you today.
2: And I am Jake Jackman. You can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two ends, and I write for EPL Index.
1: It's great to have you with us again, Jake. uh, First and foremost, as we always do, it's results roundup. So basically, we're going to take a look at the fixtures from the previous weekend. In fact, (laughs) if you don't mind doing so, Jake, would you like to take us through those results? Uh, It's typically me what does it, but let's change things up a little.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to do that, Louis. Um, This time, we're not going to be too out of date because there's no midweek fixtures. Mm -hmm. So uh, we can get into these and and (laughs) stay current for once. So starting on Friday, it was the... uh, Aston Villa-Bolton, where Aston Villa won 2-0, so that was a big win for them, uh, yep. and, and another three points for Dean Smith. Uh, moving on to the Saturday games, Blackburn got, a, got a, a tight home win against QPR, who we spoke a lot about last week on the pod, it's a, a team doing well, so that was a big win for Blackburn. Brentford got back to winning ways, I think it was their first win under the new, new manager 2-0 against Millwall, uh, who'd also you know been doing well recently, so that's a big result. Derby maintained that their, their climb up the table with a 3-1 win over Birmingham, which is a massive result, considering Birmingham's recent form. Hull beat West Brom 1-0, which is one of the perhaps shocking results yes. of the round, so we'll probably get into that later. We will, um, we will. Paul Lambert, his first game uh, as manager, drew 1-0 with Preston after taking the lead, uh, and Preston had a bouncing off, so that was a little bit disappointing for them. Forrest got a good win against Sheffield United, uh, 1-0, which we spoke about last week on a podcast, and Louis, you predicted that one, so fair play <laughs> on that one. Uh, Reading... Uh, Got a massive win against Bristol City at home, 3-2, lots of goals in that one, uh, but they stay in the relegation zone, but still a massive win for them. Rotherham got a perhaps shock win against Swansea, 2-1. I know a lot of Swansea fans I follow on Twitter were a little bit disappointed with that one, so it wasn't quite a fair result. So big three points for Rotherham there, especially with Reading winning, it's important that they Mm -hmm. got something there. Sheffield Wednesday, we don't. you probably don't want to talk about that, Louis, but... We'll got, skip this, yeah, yeah, skip that result. <laughs> yeah, dumped 4-0 against Norwich, which, considering Norwich's recent form isn't the worst thing, but 4-0 at home, you never want to do that, and that's not great, is it? Mm. Uh, Stoke and Middlesbrough 0-0, which is probably predictable, considering the two of them, the way they've been doing this season, Middlesbrough not scoring many goals, keeping things out at the back, and Stoke not really winning many games, so 0-0 there. And then Leeds triumphed against Wigan, being the first team to beat Wigan, um at their place this season, 2-1, which you again predicted last week, I actually Louis, so. got
1: that yeah, result prediction right as well, not just the win, but I actually so there we go, 2-1. So, uh, last yeah, 50% week, percent there.
2: <laughs> last week, I was going for Sheffield United and, and Wigan. You went Forest and Leeds, and yeah, 2-0 to you. So, <laughs> fair play on those ones. Lucky guesses, and obviously
1: going to do the same again in this show. And yes, I'm sure I'll be completely wrong this time, but let's keep at it. Do you want to pick any... Big win or big surprise from that uh, round of fixtures then, Jake, uh, starting off with one in particular.
2: Yeah, I think that whole West Brom one's quite a, quite a shocking result, really. Um, yeah, me too, yeah. Um, especially The thing about this recent round of fixtures is that, you know, at the bottom, Reading, Hull and Rotherham all won, which just increases the pressure on the likes of Bolton, Preston, Sheffield Wednesday, Wigan as well, Stoke, you know, they've just drawn all those teams closer to the bottom three um, and kept themselves in touching distance. Uh, and it, and it also, you know, Ipswich which are now cut adrift from all teams at the bottom. So that's a little bit disappointed for them, but Holt is a huge win. They've now won two on the bounce, which is surprising considering how they've been this season and the, how they've been uh, in the transfer window in recent, recent seasons, selling a lot of their big players and, and relying on loans and West Brom, who, I think we spoke about a few weeks ago as a team that could go on and really dominate this division have now lost three and four Uh, winners in those four as well. Yeah, Yeah. A bit of a concern. I know it's Darren Moore's first big job, but it is a little bit of a concern that they've lost. You know, haven't won in four, Uh, and now five. They're only five points off the top, but the amount of teams that are up there is is a bit bit disappointing. and, And momentum can build, so. Yeah, I thought West Brom here were bankered to get back to winning ways, but it didn't seem that way. In, in fact, Hull actually had more shots, which is surprising considering the attacking attacking talent in the West Brom team. Um, yeah, it is. It yeah, is. I, I just... mean,
1: West Brom are full of goals, aren't they, usually? So yes, it, it does come as a big surprise.
2: I did notice Dwight Gale didn't play, so that, that might have been a little bit of a factor there. I think they, they looked at their best when he was in the team. Um, I know, as a Newcastle fan, how good he is in this division, so... That was a, a particular. That might have been a, a reason for the loss, but still, you should you should have thought of the players they had, they had enough to get the win here. Uh, Matt yeah. Phillips, J. Rodriguez, Harvey Barnes have got a lot of really good players, and at the back, you know, it's just still a Premier League team. A lot a, a lot of these players have got have proven themselves in the Premier League, and you've got young players like Harvey Barnes as well. You think they'd they'd have done okay here? Harle have not really got much going about them at all. But now they've got two two wins on the bounce and, and pulled themselves back into contention of maybe climbing out of that relegation zone soon. So that's a huge win for them and giving them real momentum carrying into the future weeks. Uh, is there any games you want to discuss that? Of?
1: Well, the way? whole game was my biggest surprise. Uh, can't look past that one. Uh, but a big win, if I talk about a big win, it's it's got to be the Forest one for me. Obviously, at home to Sheffield United... I know I predicted a Forest win. However, Sheffield United, as we know, were at the top of the table. And, obviously, Graben's fine in some really good form at the minute. He scored in the 69th minute. And that keeps, you know, Forest in contention, although this is six, for automatic promotion, you know. Like, we've touched on how tight this division is. You know, they're, they're only four points off the top. So, the biggest surprise for me, Hull over West Brom, but then the biggest win... Forest against Sheffield United. Um, another another surprise that we, we kind of touched upon, but obviously um, Rotherham beating Swansea. I don't know what you think about that one, Jake. I know it all flipped on its head with about 15 minutes to go, two penalties by uh, Ryan Manning, their 79th and 87th minute. And I believe, obviously, Swansea seemed like they were hard done by. But have you got th- any thoughts on that? Has that come surprise as well?
2: Yeah, definitely a surprise. I think the one thing about Rotherham this season is that uh, compared to when they were last in the championship, they're a lot better. They're staying in games um, quite well. They're not conceding yeah. many goals. They're well-drilled. They're tough to beat. Uh, and especially at home, they are capable of getting something. Um, but to come back against Swansea is a big one. Uh, I know they're both from the penalty spot, but it's still a, a massive turnaround. Because I think Swansea have been very good at keeping this lead the season under Grandpa. They're not conceding many goals. Uh, if you look at the table... Um Swansea have only conceded 13 goals in 16 games. So to get two, that, that was a big one for them. Uh, and with Reading winning, it was important that they got that win because they would have dropped into the relegation zone without it. Uh, but if you look at their recent fixtures, you know they've, they've, they're they unbeaten in their last four. I know this is their only win, but they are tough to beat. And I think that was, mm-hmm. that was on show on uh, Saturday. Um, and they're not going to be the team that get cut adrift at the bottom this year like they were. A couple of years ago so yeah that's a massive win and sort of shows the belief they've got in that dressing room because you know they probably didn't deserve to win the game but they did um they t- took the two chances when they came so you can't really can't really fault them for that
1: no exactly the other game i was going to touch upon the last one is obviously my team huge win for norwich city there and um, it was nil nil at half time and basically sheffield wednesday just fell apart in the second half obviously conceding four goals uh, it was a shambles at time at times and, and, you know, wants the second and third goal and they, they, they just basically seem to give up, if I'm honest. Um, and Pucky managed to get a brace, he's having a decent season. Um, but yeah, fair play to Norwich, obviously, the form team in the league at the minute. And that takes us nicely on to the next topic, Jake, uh, which we're going to discuss is well basically form players um is is well, while we're on fixtures at the minute actually do you want to pick out any particular players what stood out for you this week and why
2: yeah so i think harry wilson had a, a very good game for derby uh got a goal um had a number of shots in that game and he, he is a really growing presence in that team i know we spoke about him at the start of the season as being a player that could have played in the premier league um he's now you know playing in the championship for derby and that was a massive coup for them Maybe took him and a lot of those Derby players a while to get going, but they're now looking like a really, really good team under Frank Lampard and Harry Wilson is one of the main players in that team and he stood out at the weekend for me. He's just, he gets involved in everything in the final third and you know he is a player that is going to play in the Premier League at some point and that's evident yeah. from his displays. and Against Chelsea, he was good as well, so he's getting that big game experience at Derby even though he is, isn't in the Premier League this year. Uh, he is getting that experience. Another one, uh, Reading, um, in their win, I thought Liam Kelly was very good. He scored a very, very good goal in that one. Yeah, if you haven't seen that one, check that out. Uh, was really good at keeping the ball. He was getting stuck in when they didn't have possession. It was a bit of an all-round performance from him. Uh, mm-hmm. And at the age of 22, he's really a player that could come on this season Um, in what I think will be a poor team at Reading, but he, he does seem like a player that looks at home at this level, and, and he was excellent on uh, on Saturday and was and, and probably man of the match. He was one for me. So they're the two that stood out for me this weekend. Who stood out for you? Probably a Norwich player, Louis, although you might not want to discuss it. <laughs>
1: well, you know, you can mention obviously that Tim Krul in that he had 16 shots. Uh, they weren't all on target. Um However, but he had six, 16 shots against him. Wednesday obviously didn't manage to score. I've already mentioned Pukiu man- managed to get a brace. Um, I thought, you know Manning obviously scored his his two penalties and he took them really well. Albeit one of them was almost saved, but yes, he certainly uh, turned things on the head for Rotherham, managing to get all three points there. Um, but the player I want to pick out is it probably come as a bit of a shock and a surprise. But I can't not mention Paul Gallagher at Preston. Um, obviously, what happened there was he was a substitute. He was substituted onto the field in the seventy-first minute. Um two minutes later, I believe, actually, with his first touch, took the free kick for Preston. Uh, they found themselves 1-0 down at Ipswich at this time. Um, and the reason, obviously, that he... Um, uh, sorry, I, I, I was getting carried away there. I was going to talk about the sending off. But he took the free kick, uh, managed to score the goal from the free kick. Fantastic uh, effort, if you just want to uh, check that one out online or whatever. Uh, but then, obviously, once... You know, the the, the play was sent off for of Preston in the 75th minute. He then uh, managed to find himself as the goalkeeper uh, for the remaining 15, 20 minutes and pulled off a decent save and managed to keep a clean sheet as well. So he had a, a funny 20, 22 minutes there. Like I say, managed to score, keep a clean sheet and he was a substitute. So I was going to mention Paul Gallagher and, you know, consequently uh, Preston managed to get a point from uh, well, against Ipswich away from home, and that, you know, was a six-pointer. You know, if if Ipswich had, had won that game, that would have crept them right up towards, you know, 23rd, 22nd, but they still find themselves five points adrift, and it keeps Preston just above the relegation zone. Uh, but another not not particular topic, let's stay on this one, but who is your form player, in the championship at present jake is there any couple of players what have stood out in this last month or so for you
2: it's difficult not to to single out neil morpay from uh, from brentford just purely because he's just been so good since the first game of the season he got two assists again at the weekend uh, yeah. maybe hasn't scored as much as he did at the start of the season but he's still clearly the best player in that brentford team he's got 11 goals and six assists in 14 games so you know you can't can't turn your nose up, but that, that's a really good return, um, especially considering Brentford's drop off. Um, he, he he continues to perform, so I think he he is a really really good player. Probably one of the standout players in the league on pure talent and on form as well. He, he's one that stands out for me. Um, mm-hmm. Harry Wilson, I mentioned him. He's he's been in really good form. You could you could label two or three players in that Derby team. I think they've been really good. Um, Norwich. You, Obviously you just have to look at those form teams to pick out some of the some of the, the best performing players in those teams. I think that in that team Pucky has been very, very good when he's been fit. I think Hernandez is good, I quite like Lightner, I like Closer, you know, there's a lot of players in that team. Yeah. Um and then when you go to Leeds you've got, you know, you you've got Alioski, you've got Timar Roof, Luke Ayling at the back, they've got a lot of good players there. So, you know, it's just what just pick, pick and choose, Louis. There's so many good players in the Well,
1: seat. it's funny. You've, you've picked, obviously, a lot that I've uh, listed there. But I've got one in particular that I, I think has stood out over this last six weeks. And that has to be uh, Lucas Jukowicz at uh, Birmingham. He's obviously scoring goals for fun at the minute. He's managed to score eight goals in his last six games. Uh, he's got one assist. And if you look at his contribution over the course of the season, he's managed to score... Uh, nine goals in 16 and gained three assists and not only that he's got six man of the match awards so you know he's over a third of his games he's playing he's you know gaining a man of the match award which is, is ridiculous and he's been one of the reasons why Birmingham yes they were defeated by Derby on Saturday but one of the reasons they did go 11 games unbeaten in the league and they find themselves in 10th now because it was only a couple of months ago where we were fearful that Birmingham was going to stay around the relegation zone. Um, So for me, yes, you've named some great players there like Mopai and Pukki, etc., etc. But I believe that the player that tops them all is is, is Lucas Jukovic at Birmingham City. So huge credit to him. Uh, Another player that I forgot to mention, actually, I thought James Chester had had a great game this weekend. I know, obviously, I'm going back to Friday night there and their two nil victory, but he managed to obviously keep a clean sheet and he managed to uh, bag himself a goal. So I think, you know, under Dean Smith, he might find himself on <laughs> the side where he's uh, gaining more clean sheets than the other, under- than the other team. Uh, but yeah, ultimate player for me this last six weeks, I can't look past Birmingham's, uh, Jukowitz. he's, uh, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, Moving topics, Jake. Uh, obviously, we've discussed players. Let's let's talk about managers now. Who, for you, and I'm going to discuss who, when, and why. Uh, but who do you believes in line to be sacked, or are there any particular managers who you would think could be sacked in the say, let's say before Christmas? Anyone? What stands out?
2: Yeah, it's there's a few, and you you just got to look at that league table and look at the the Ls that are building, and it only takes three or four losses for a man to become under pressure. I think yeah. Clement has been under pressure for a long time. That's he got another win at the weekend, but he, you know he seems to have that Alan Pardew quality of getting so close to getting the sack and then get pulling out a win from somewhere, just doing enough to keep his job. So he's one to keep an eye on. I think Reading are probably going to have to to pull the trigger sooner or later because he's not really doing much for them there. Um, in a consistent way, he can pull out a few wins, but he's, they're still at the bottom, uh, so that is a concern. I think can't really rule out Alex Neal, although they've, they've been picking up points recently. They're still 21st, and Good. a lot of Preston fans would have been expecting better than that at the start of the season, uh, after what they've done in, in the last couple of years, flirting with the playoffs. So, uh, you know, you can't rule him out of getting the sack. Um, And I'd go the Wednesday manager as well, Louis. I think he... Josh Luke, I think he's, he's, he's another one where, you know, four losses on the spin, he can't, a four nil loss at home, doesn't matter who it's against, it's not good. So they're they're the three for me. Uh, And, you know, you still got the Gary Rowett thing that he he could go because Stoke are massively underperforming. Although Mm -hmm. like a bit like Alex Nil, he is avoiding defeats now, which I guess is a positive sign and only nine points off the top. So with their squad, that is still doable, but they're the, they're the four for me that really stick out. I don't know if there's anybody else you'd like to mention.
1: Um, There is another one, actually, Um, and I hate to say it, but it's Neil Harris. And Obviously, Millwall had a fantastic season last season. I know he's got his hands tied in terms of cash flow, let's say, Um, and technically, Millwall, you could say, even though he's sat 19th in the league, are overachieving to an extent that many people would tip them over the last few years to, to have gone down. However, I believe you know they're only one point above the relegation zone. They just don't seem to be nowhere near the team that they were last year. Um, they've only obviously managed four wins. Um, they're the, the scoring quite a few goals. It's just it's just the defense. Once you know if they if they can be more solid at the back, then they'll probably start climbing the table. But I'm just slightly concerned for him. And and like I know, obviously Harris is a legend with uh, Millwall and. I'd hate to see him get the sacked. I'm just slightly concerned for him. I don't know what your thoughts on on that.
2: Yeah, I think he's turned it around a bit recently. I think they've they've looked mm. more like the team that they they were last season. I think with Mill as well, the size of the club, you had to expect a bit of a drop off from where they were last season. I know they went on that crazy run at the, in the second half of the season, and, and there's no reason why they couldn't do something similar this year. They might just be that sort of team where they. Struggle through the first year, uh, first half of the year, and and really hit it in the second half of the season. I I think they did that when they were promoted as well. I think it's something that that has become part of Millwall's DNA that being slow starters. And I think it would be a mistake to get rid of Harris. I think some managers just suit a club, and I think he suits Millwall. I think he gets the style of play. I think, you know, he gets the club, the supporters. Um, Still out of the relegation zone. I think as long as Millwall are, you know, in that lower mid table, out of the relegation zone, I think that's 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 a good position for them. They can't be on the budget they've got. They can't be expecting to to progress and compete at the very top of the league. Um, it's, it's they're able to do so it occasionally, but to to have expected another another top eight sort of finish this year was was a bit beyond them. So I don't I, don't, I think it'd be a bit harsh to get rid of him. I think he's he's done okay. Recently. Oh, I agree. So as, as long yeah. as he, I think they're about the level where they probably should be in this league based on the mm-hmm. budgets and things. So, you know, only, if you look, there are only, only, only five points behind Stoke. If you'd have said that at the start of the season, you'd have taken that from the right. so, you know, Well, there, you is, got...
1: there is that. It, you know, it's a couple of wins in this league, as we know. you can.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to Blue and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code Listen at Blue dot com for fifty dollars off your purchase. Blue Nile dot com code Listen. Have a bit top or bottom, can't you? It's uh, it is crazy.
2: And they have got. They've only lost two of the last six. They've won three of them. So you know you can't. I think it's they've been doing all right. They had a very poor start, but I think it's the improvement has been good enough recently, and you can't really be too critical of their loss at the weekend um, against Brentford. Who you know, Brentford haven't been doing well themselves recently, but at home they've got the players to turn over anyone in this league as they have done, uh, especially at the start of the season. So I don't think that's a poor loss for them. I think I think they they they've been improving. And I think Neil Harris is sort of <laughs> turning it around. So I think he, I think he should be all right for. Probably the rest of the season. I don't see him thinking. do see him going anywhere. I think he should be all right.
1: Hopefully, um, I just like I say. I just hope that he does slowly turn things around and they do creep up the table. Because I would hate to see him go. It's just obviously uh, week in week out. It, it flip reverses on its head. Who isn't is it, you know in and around the relegation zone and, and Millwall have been there from obviously the beginning of the season and now, like you say another win it can push them right up to halfway in the table but a loss can see them go down to 23rd so yes it is it is hard to judge uh, but I agree with obviously all the other managers you mentioned there Paul Clement seems to be scraping the, the barrel obviously at uh, Reading there and uh, really struggling week in, week out, despite, obviously, just uh, getting a 3-2 victory uh, in the most recent game. Um, but yes, if I move on to, obviously, Jos Lukai, um, it seems crazy that only four games ago, they were in sixth spot, obviously, in the in the playoff positions, and now we sit at 17th in the league, four points above the relegations there. I mean, it's Ah, is, is it panic stations yet? Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't see him getting sacked too soon. I mean, we've got obviously the uh, Steel City derby, which we're going to discuss on Friday to come. I can't see him being sacked before then. Um, but yes, it's, it, you know, it is worrying times at Sheffield Wednesday if our performances don't improve because they have been dire of late, especially the, the recent game against Norwich that we've talked about. Um, and then yes, Alex Neil is one one actually that I kind of not touched on, but you know they have been down there all season as well, and and it's it's a similar mould to Neil Harris, like you've talked about, obviously Jake, and I'd hate to see him go because he's done a fantastic job at Preston as well, based on resources and lack of funds, and it'd be uh, devastating if they were relegated or or to sack him, but you know it's as time will go on we will see but if i was going to put the the one thing i would say
2: on neil is it's worth pointing out they have been their results have been they have been turning you know they haven't lost in five they've been Mm. they've got a couple of wins it's better it's still i just think as long as you're in that bottom six or seven you can't feel secure you know yeah a couple of losses and it, it could turn so you know it is you know I think he's turning it around, and, and if I was a Preston fan, I'd be confident. But as long as they're in those bottom six, you know, you got you got to be concerned about his job, um, especially considering the preseason uh, expectations. So I think that that's the one reason we touch on that. But it's it's worth pointing out he is turning it around. So I think that is always worth to say. Yeah. The other one I would say is, um, what about Darren Moore at West Brom? You know, it, it, <sighs> it's it's just when you see a team like that pull out three losses in four. Do we have to be worried about his job? Because I think uh, that there are chairmen at that top of the league that, especially from relegated clubs, that want to get straight back in the Premier League. And do they have the patience to to see to see this? Because I think West Brom they've got the they've got the squad where they should be really competing for that top two. And, up, and yeah. They are, and they 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 still in a they are in a position to do that. It's just if you know a couple more draws and losses in a row, and you know, that does the momentum builds. So you know. You, I think it would be very harsh, and I really hope he he turns it around because I, I like him as a manager. I think he, he's done well. It's with West Brom to start to start the season. It is difficult to turn around a relegated club. We've seen Villa, um, and Stoke. We've seen Villa in the past in Stoke this season. We saw Sunderland drop straight through to League One. You know, it, it can, it's mm-hmm. difficult to turn that. And he did very well at the start of the season. It's just this this recent drop off is a concern. Is a concern for me um, because I think that a lot of these games they should have been winning. The the one against Hull was a, was a massive disappointment. Um, should have been winning that one. So, you know, he's, yeah, he's that won. did
1: that came as a huge shock to me. Yeah,
2: so it's just one that I think it would be harsh, but you can never rule it out in this league, and you know, especially if they've got mm-hmm. ambitions to get back in the Premier League, it's a couple more poor results it's one to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It is concerning the recent dip, however, I just don't think it's concerning enough yet to. Obviously, um, put that into motion to you know to to get rid of Darren Moore and, and it's like you say they are still up there. There is time, and I do believe that they will still gain automatic promotion. They were my tip, and you know early indications the first ten games in this league was that they were going to be up there and we're going to be fighting. But it seems to like I said already, it flip reverses at the top. Every game at the minute, you know, it's one week it's Sheffield United at the top and then it's Middlesbrough, then another week it's Leeds or Norwich, you know, it's it's crazy. And then Derby find themselves right up there and they could be top as of next weekend. So, yes, it would be a shame again if Darren Moore, I'd hate to see him go. But yes, for me, it's just not quite concerning enough. But if I was to put you on the spot, Jake, and you was to pick one manager out that was going to get sacked next, who would you pick and... At what time would would they be sacked in your eyes? Would it be in a few weeks or a few weeks before Christmas? Let's like say, what what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's got to be
2: it's got to be Paul Clement for me. I just I've not been convinced by him at all. Um, next few weeks, you look at the fixtures; they've got Ipswich at home next, which you know. Yeah. If they win that one, two wins on the on the spin, it's really good for them. But then following that, they have got an away trip to Wigan. It's difficult to go to Wigan. Leeds being the first team to win there, then they're away to Ellen Road, Stoke and Sheffield United at home, Rotherham away, Middlesbrough at home. It's it's a period where I can see them not getting many points. So I, th- I think it's got to be Paul Clement, and I'd I'd be surprised if he was still manager at, on on the 1st of January. So you know he's, okay. he's got he's got about eight or nine games before then. Um, and he. You know, I mentioned that up to Middlesbrough, they've got then got Millwall and QPR away. So they're, they're two difficult games as well. So I, I really just don't see him picking up any points. That. I think he'll, he, they might get another win against the Ipswich, but I think after then it's just going to go downhill for him.
1: OK, fair enough. I'm going to pick two, actually. Uh, I'm going to pick Paul Clement like yourself, and I'm going to say he'll get sacked roughly the beginning of December. So let's say another four weeks. And I'm going to say exactly the same for Jos Lukai at Sheffield Wednesday. I think that he might be given another month in charge um, and it could be beginning of December as well when um, the chairman decides to uh, knock that on its head. Uh, But they'll be my two. Um, Obviously not in any particular order and it could be completely wrong because
0: we've
1: we've named many names and managers out there that could go. uh, But I'm going to stick with those two. Uh, That takes us nicely on to previews and predictions. Uh, We've uh, picked out three key fixtures this weekend, Jake. Um, One of them being on Friday night, and it's because, obviously, it's the Steel City derby. Uh, Sheffield United versus Sheffield Wednesday. uh, Quarter-eight kick-off. What's your preview and prediction for that game?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a massive game, isn't it? I think it's it's the perfect time and date for it. I think the, the Friday night game, it's... That is when that that is the fixture that I think most championship clubs want these days because you know you get a lot of those people in the pubs watching it. You don't have much. You don't have Premier League to compete with most weeks. I know you, you occasionally get a Premier, uh, a Premier League game on a Friday, but it, it seems to be the most entertaining championship fixture of the week most weeks for me. So a massive massive game for it, and I think. Mm. You know, Sheffield United losing at the weekend uh, against Forest does that give Wednesday a bit of a hope? Not really, because they just got battered four 0 at Norwich <laughs> <laughs> and and have lost four three in a row. So you know, it's gonna be an interesting one in the Derby. Anything can happen uh, yeah. and in the Championship. Anything can happen. So there is no reason why Wednesday can't go there, and it's a type of game. If they win, it could really turn their fortunes for, for the team and for Luakai. So you know, you gotta gotta think of it like that. It could be a massive turning point for them. That said. I just don't think they. I just think Sheffield United are a better team. I think they 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 know yeah, their style a lot better. Yeah, collectively they are. Yeah, know their style a lot better. Um, players have been playing well this season. Norwood's been very good. Um, Billy Sharp's been scoring the goals. It's just mm. difficult to see Wednesday go in there uh, and keeping Sheffield United out. Like you know, it's difficult to even see them seeing them keep Sheffield United down to two or three. Really, given given the the way the Wednesday defense agree, has, been, yeah. has been shipping goals. So. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it. The only reason I think it could be tight is because it's a derby game. But I think Sheffield United will win it. I could see it being two nil. I think a two nil, a two nil win.
1: Yeah, um, I can't disagree with you on that one. It would come as no surprise if Sheffield United won. Um, obviously, being a Wednesday fan, that's difficult to say. But we're the only team in the league not to keep a clean sheet this season. Like you said, collectively, Sheffield Wednesday um sorry Sheffield United work as a team better you know obviously the and especially at Bramall Lane it's not often that they lose at home and Sheffield Wednesday yes we have got a couple of players who can win games for us like Bannon and Reach and a couple of strikers depending on depending on who they play but it's it's the back especially where there's problems and my heart tells me that we can go there and get a point you know I, I I can't even wish for a win at this stage because we just seem hopeless at times or have done this last few weeks. Um, so yes, my heart's telling me we can go and nick a point, a one or draw maybe. But on the other hand, my head is telling me exactly the same as you, Jake, and I expect to lose that game 2-0. The, the one um, thing I will say
2: on Sheffield United is that they're, they're a proponent of something that, that you said on this podcast a couple of years ago of a draw in the championship is no good. Um, mm-hmm. So they've only drawn twice and... So, so losing, um, like they did at the weekend against Forest, I don't think it will affect them that much because I think they're built to win games. So they'd much rather they'd much rather you know lose a couple and win four than they would keep it tight. Because if you look at Leeds, I think yep. their problem this year is they're, they're undoubtedly the best team, but they're drawing a lot of games. And, and exactly, yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. Whereas Sheffield United, they know how to win games. They've won the most most games out of any Championship team this season, joint with Norwich. So, yeah, I just, for that reason, I think that they're going to win because they know how to win games. And, and, and
1: I completely agree, yeah. We've touched on before on this show that I I personally think that Leeds' is downfall this season, and I don't know whether that's because Bielsa's, you know, inexperienced in this league, is that you either just go for the win and win and lose, and, and draws are no good to you, and they've drawn six games this season, Leeds. Um, and like like we've always talked about, you're better off, obviously, and... Um, Well, you you, you're better off winning two and losing two than you are winning one and drawing two and losing one. If that makes sense, like it's 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 crazy, but. It, you, you get more points that way. And, you know, like you say, Sheffield United are very good at that. They, they, they go for the win. They've won nine this season, lost five, only drawn a couple. And the, the best and last team to have that policy, actually, uh, Jake, was Newcastle United. They they went a season where I think they only drew five all season. and But they probably lost 11 or 12, but still found themselves at top of the league. Um, or should I say... Did they finish second that season? Actually, they no. They won. They last...
2: won. They won the league, Louis, because Jack Grealish scored a goal against Brighton in the last minute.
1: That's uh, the one. And, and Brighton, one.
2: Brighton had already printed that they were the winners of the championship. They had a ten-point lead with I think four games to go. Still managed to lose it.
1: So. Um... <laughs> There yeah, we go. <laughs> so uh, you you was obviously rubbing your hands that day. But yes, uh, taking us on to the next fixture, obviously we'll look at the bottom of the table this time. Uh, Reading versus Ipswich Town. This is a Saturday kickoff three o'clock. Uh, what's your preview and prediction, Jake?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I think I don't think Reading are a very good team, and I think Ipswich Ipswich have got potential. They they keep things. Mm. I don't know, I just, there's something about this which I'm, I haven't given up hope on them yet but I think they need to go and win this game I think they have to go to Reading and win Um, they don't really have much of a choice at this point, even at this early stage I think once you get cut adrift it's difficult to fight that back And so the opp- they've got the opportunity now to go to Reading, one, one of the two teams directly above them and claw that, that gap down to two and they've got to take it, uh, I think there are positives to take from their, from their game against Preston um, unlucky not to win that and I, I think they will be kicking themselves, especially after the red card for the goalkeeper, that they didn't win that game. They're absolutely yeah. kicking themselves. Um but it's just just what happens when you're near the bottom of the table. Things when when things are going against you, you've got no confidence it is difficult to get those wins on the board. But I think Reading I just don't think they're very good, but the the thing about Reading is they can score goals. And I I think that's that's the one thing that's been that's been positive about them this season. They scored twenty two goals. Um which is better? Is it, Which is, is all right? It stands them about middle of the table in, in terms of goals scored, more than the likes of Swansea and Blackburn and Middlesbrough, and are yeah. know, competing near the top of the league. So you got to give them respect for that. Um, so I think it's it's going to be diff- it's it's a difficult one to call. I think Reading is so improdu- They they could easily go and win three 0 at home against Ipswich, and it wouldn't be too much of a surprise. But I think the fact that Ipswich have to win this, Paul Lamb, but there were shoots of recovery in his first game. I think he, he knows. The league, and he knows what 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 it takes to get wins. So, I, I think Ipswich are going to go there and win. I, I could see it. Yeah, being, yeah. I think okay. it's going to be. I think I'm going to go for a two one Ipswich. I think Ipswich are going to go there and win, uh, and just, just give themselves real hope. But it's, I don't know. I just, just there's something about Ipswich that I'm I'm not totally giving up on yet. So yeah, I'm going to say they're going to go there and win.
1: I'm going to go for a draw, and just simply because uh, I think both teams will be afraid to lose it. Obviously, Um Ipswich. Of not won in four games, although Reading have won two out of four now. Uh, and like you say, I think if a team were to win, it could be Reading with them being at home. And like you say, they actually do manage to score quite a few goals. It's 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 the defence what's letting them down. But like I say, I think it's going to be a tight-fisted affair. Neither team wants to be defeated on the day. It could you know. It, <laughs> If, if, if Ipswich lose this one, they could find themselves really adrift from you know 21st in the league. And, and that would be no good, especially when they have just appointed, like you say, Lambert. Uh, so I'm going to stick with a 1-1 draw, draw in this prediction. Uh, but that takes us nicely to the last fixture that we're going to preview and predict, which is on uh, Sunday again, I believe, when Leeds United play. Uh, no, what? Apologies, Saturday, but it's the five thirty kickoff. What's your preview and prediction for that one, Jake?
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very, very interesting game for both teams. I think Leeds, even though they've had a couple of wins recently, they're still sort of stuttering along at the top of the league. They're not really kicking on as you'd, as Bielsa would want them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a it, any team going away to the Hawthorns. It's a difficult game. I know a few teams have gone there. One Derby went there a couple of weeks ago and won um so yeah it's it's a difficult one to call um i just think i know i just can't i just there's something about West Brom at the moment, i just can't get for them um they've only scored two in their last four games so if we if we're thinking their attack is their you know it's their main strength they're not the goals have dried up a bit so and i just think I just, it's difficult for a new manager when when the tide turns like this to, to really to change it back to a positive momentum and it would be interesting if Darren Moore can do that now because it it, it could really show us whether he's got you know the ability to to keep this job long term or whether he's he's very much just a just a transitional manager as they tra- as they yeah. change leagues it's it's interesting i just you know it' leads there's something about them that I still can't be convinced by because they just not when they're not killing games off and they're, they're dropping a lot of silly points so you know I, I don't I still I don't think Leeds will be in the top two at the end of the season but I still think they're gonna that that way winning some Wigan was huge I know Wigan haven't been doing great recently but their home record has been good so I think that was a big one for them so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna go for a one all draw just because I just, I'm not too big on either team right now even though Leeds are at the top so yeah I'm gonna go with a one all draw but if I had to go for one or the other I'd probably lead towards the Leeds purely because West Brom's recent form has been very, very worrying.
1: Yeah, I get that. You know, I uh, think this is probably one of the toughest fixtures to call. I, I, it, I can see why you've gone for a draw. Um, you know, Leeds have picked up again recently. They've took seven points from the last three. Uh, West Brom, on the other hand, like you say, struggling to score and not winning four games now. However, this could be obviously the game to kickstart their form again West Brom um, I'm going to k- contradict myself a little bit though and I'm going to predict a 2-2 draw uh, I think it will be goals in this game both teams are well are renowned for attacking albeit you know West Brom haven't scored too many lately but yeah I'm going to stick for a 2 all draw in that game uh, but unfortunately Jake uh, with that we're out of time if you'd like to tell our listeners where they can find you, find you now would be a good time
2: yeah, and get me on Twitter at Jake Jappell with two n's, where I tweet about most things football, a lot of Newcastle United, but a lot of stuff. Aside from that, and you get my writings on EPL Index, where you'll find this podcast and our sister show, the Premier League, uh, the EPL Roundtable, which I also appear on sometimes.
1: And I've been your host, Louis Shackshaft, uh, at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Remember to follow the uh, show at Championship Pod, also on Twitter, where we poach, uh, post each show to our pin tweet. Uh, Please subscribe, like and retweet this show and podcast uh, when you get chance. Uh, We want to thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,